I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. Today's guest is the indomitable Susan Messing. Uh, I was absolutely flabbergasted when she agreed to do this, <laughs> and uh, it was a total blast. For those of you listening who are members of this large thing we call the improv community or the Chicago comedy community, you may at least have heard the name or seen her perform uh, in one of the many capacities that she does so. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, I would highly suggest looking up her um, TEDx talk that she did at U Chicago last month um, that just surfaced in the last few days as a recording because I think the entire thing really sums up uh, what she brings to the table as a performer and as a teacher and as a person. Uh, one of the things she said during it that really stuck out to me was, um, I teach to save my students time so that they can pursue joy more often than not. Uh, and I think that really <laughs> was so apparent in my going to, uh, record this episode with her. She talks to me about, uh, ex-Scientologists and ex-Mormons, more so the former than the latter. Uh, it's a topic that has really just piqued her interest and her, uh, ruffled her feathers, I guess you can say, for a really long time. Uh, so I think it was really interesting to hear her kind of, uh, break it down and dissect why it's something that uh, fascinates and infuriates her so much. Uh, I think she makes an important distinction between the two uh, in that she, you know, has has very little issue with um, the Mormon faith and really more issue with um, the way certain people have been uh, treated poorly and um, inst the you know institution taking advantage of those who are ill-informed of what they are getting themselves into. So uh, I would encourage the listener to keep that in mind. Uh, but man, this whole experience was absolutely phenomenal. She welcomed me into her home, made me coffee, uh, introduced me to her lovely husband, Michael McCarthy, who she also brings up in that TED talk, um, as an example of a time when she's really just kind of taken a risk on something she knew she wanted. <laughs> and, uh, that's something that kind of permeates a lot of the things that she does, as far as I can tell. Um, Susan was my fifth improv teacher ever. Uh, she was an incredible, um, influence and inspiration to me at a time when I was still trying to figure out exactly what it was it meant to be an improviser and she is always always pushing people to take risks and and go outside of their comfort zones and um man I just I can't say enough how much uh, she means to me and and how warm she was throughout this entire experience uh so thank you so much for that um, Susan. 
Uh, she also said something that I loved during the recording to the effect of, uh, we don't just find things funny, we also say, what the fuck? So, uh, I think that kind of, uh, gets at why this topic in particular is something that interests her. It's something that she really just goes, what the fuck, and, and wants to kind of tackle mentally and, and really wants to tackle the entire, like, human condition and and psychologically and and in our world what are these things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis uh but uh she's just an incredibly passionate person and it shows when she is on stage and being a performer and having a conversation so i hope everyone enjoys this i'll um sneak in a quick plug for the nerdologs run that opens this friday May 23rd at the Public House Theater here in Chicago called The Lord of the Wrigley, The Fellowship of the Cubs. It runs from May 23rd to June 29th on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays at 8 o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays, 2 o'clock on Sundays. Check out the Public House Theater's website for tickets. I really think we've come up with a big silly thing that we hope everyone enjoys. It's an entire narrative show it's not your common sketch show it's us banding together as the fellowship of the cubs and saving all of chicago so if that sounds like something you're into please check it out i think it'll be fun times um and yeah uh i'd also like to officially announce the uh first ever live episode of mbsing that will be the uh that'll celebrate the one year anniversary this uh is consequently also the 50th episode of the podcast which is so incredible to me that i'm still doing this and and seemingly more and more people are listening to it 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 always kind of really fills me with joy when people bring it up to me in passing um because to me, it seems like I do it in a vacuum, uh, and it's just a thing that I really enjoy doing, but hearing that other people are enjoying listening to it, um, is, is really, really nice. So, thank you, everyone, for helping me, uh, to feel inspired to continue to do this, um, and give me the opportunity to do it with someone like Susan, uh, so come out to that live show. It'll be Sunday, June 1st at 7 o'clock at the Public House Theater. I will be hosting. I will definitely have at least one guest, and that is Max Temkin, uh, one of the creators of the game Cards Against Humanity. Max uh, is someone that I've known for a while and uh, tentatively reached out to about doing the show, and he responded incredibly enthusiastically and told me that he is a listener and really enjoys it. And that kind of just blew me away. Um, uh, cause it was something that I had mentioned to him kind of, uh, in passing in the past that I, that I did have a podcast and to find out a couple of months later that he's been enjoying it and would love to be a guest on it is really, really cool. Um, so again, thank you everyone. Uh, if either of those live shows, uh, interest you, please, please come out. Uh, the podcast will be, um, free. I just want everyone to come and be friends and talk about things we're all passionate about. Uh, and now that I have rambled, um, 
unnecessarily. Please, please enjoy uh, this episode. And keep in mind um, that Messing was so kind to me that she... I left her house with an entire can of the Trader Joe's Bay Blend coffee that she mentions to me during the recording uh, as a thank you for letting her be on the podcast. Uh, I It seems simple, but I think that pretty much sums it up. The woman is uh, is just great. So enjoy this. Thank you so much. Thank you for 50 episodes, and uh, here's to, who knows, 50 more, at least. If you guys are still digging it, I'm still going to do it. Thanks. What are we talking about? Uh, so, we're going to talk about... Um, Have you started it yet? I did. Oh, good for yeah. you. Yeah. Ex-Scientology and ex-Mormons, right? Well, I guess you gave me today a... a, a what is some sort of confines of what we're going to talk about? Like you say, like we have to pick a topic. <laughs> yes. And or right. my passions, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, that would be that would be like if I've Googled everything I could possibly Google that day, and I was like, mm, I want to Google something, and I have nothing left to Google. It's always ex- the thing that you look up. Always ex Mormons. That's always so funny. Always ex Scientology. Always, always. always. I knew always. that was something you were interested in. I yeah, remember because I tell that to you in class. <laughs> yeah, right. You've talked about it in class. I remember being at the annoyance, maybe after a class or, or for a show or something like that. And you, uh, either you had borrowed a book from Jen or vice versa. Jen, I gave I gave Jen a book. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, and you guys were talking about it, and we're both just so juiced up on it. Oh, yeah, we, <laughs> Jen and I vibrate very. Uh, Jen Eslin, right? And I vibrate very hard on. Scientology. A lot of people do. It seems like it, yeah. Well, it's finally at a point. I mean, I used to make a Scientology joke when I did stand-up for about a minute. <laughs> but I used to make a Scientology joke in L.A. at the time, around early 90s, when it just was still, a f- like, you it, did not joke about that. You didn't that talk kind- about it yet. No. <laughs> time Magazine had just successfully sued... Uh, no, uh, Scientology had just successfully brought like major lawsuits against time magazine for uh i think their article on i think scientology the cult of greed or something like that uh-huh. it was one of the first major magazines to kind of put it out there and they spent millions and millions of dollars fighting their litigious shit because wow. scientology is all about being litigious yeah all about it's part of their fair game policy i uh i don't know too much about the topic, so I'm. I'm well, glad I'll, t- I'll explain do. it very clearly <laughs> and simply. I, it's a pyramid scheme, <laughs> and if you want to evolve, you pay a lot of money. Uh-huh. And the evolution is a crazy man. You're you're dealing with L. Ron Hubbard's right. words, which basically have been lifted from every great leader. Uh, coupled by all the fucking crazy drugs he was on, even though he's anti-drug, and the reason L. Ron Hubbard is anti-drug and against psychiatry in general, and I'm not saying that psychiatry doesn't need to be, you know, moderated because mm-hmm. sometimes everybody just gives a pill for everything. Sure, yes, but I think uh, we all know the uh, good things and bad things right. that can come. In the '50s, he was trying to get this self-help thing that he had created, um, you know, vetted by the psychiatric community and they went this is a pile of shit and it could make you go cray cray because yeah. a lot of this stuff is is simple um hypnotism and creep show oh boy and so and people had gone crazy yeah auditing themselves right 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 which is like a crude version of therapy with the mm-hmm. cans the e-meters it, these little can things you hold it 
It's a crock of fucking shit. Yeah. And anyway, so I'm not saying that whatever it takes to get through the day, but I'm not a big fan of something that's run by a despot, David Miscavige. I, I couldn't remember. His, I knew it was David, and I couldn't remember his last name. Yeah, Miscavige. he kind of overthrew uh, Scientology when. When Elrond left his mortal body or whatever the oh, fuck. He, yeah, exactly. I saw... Um, and by the way, he was covered in drugs. He was taking every drug. They, Yeah, he was taking everything. They autopsied him or something? Oh, yeah. Taking yes. every drug. They found all sorts of shit in his system. But still people are going to follow the... Of course. But they also scheme. don't know that David Miscavige has something called the you know RPF, or it's the Rehabilitation Project Force, which is a gulag. It's a prison. Jesus. People, If you see the blue building in um, LA, the big uh-huh. blue building, underneath it is a gulag. People are sleeping on mattresses in the garage. People who, uh, who have, are trying to oppose him? or No, people who, who have strayed, whatever oh that is, and through this... They say, you know, choose your... Think for yourself, they say in Scientology, mm-hmm. yet they control your mind. And everything from your sexual life on, which they will use against you if you choose to leave gracefully. Yeah, If you right. choose to leave gracefully, they will make sure that if you were on staff or you were in the... Um, in the Sea Org, which is the billion-year contract you sign if you want to work for Scientology for the rest of your life and Jeez. live on rice and beans and $50 a week at most. <laughs> In which case, by the way, you're still required to give uh, David Miscavige a big present once a year out of your $50 a week. Oh, yeah, it's, it's insane. Uh, it's <clears throat> insane that in the United States there are internal prisons for religions. Yeah, how many people... First of How all, many Scientologists are there? Yeah. They'll tell you millions and millions. That's everybody who's picked up a fucking pamphlet. Really, there's probably about between, they say, between fifteen and 30,000 Scientologists in the fucking world right okay. now. Wow. But what they do is, all they have to do is tap into a couple rich people and get more and more and more money, and then they get to buy up all this real estate and have a bunch of empty orgs, organizations, all over the world. There's just a bunch of empty buildings all over the world. Yeah. Nobody's... nobody's Nobody in this day and age is signing up for fucking Scientology. Right. Anybody who was in Scientology was either born into Scientology or married into it a while ago. Or mm-hmm. they, I mean, nobody now is going to open up the internet and not well, see let something. Let me get into the Scientology thing. <laughs> yeah, let's find out how... And, and they're spending bajillions of dollars on advertising yeah. to try to combat that. As a matter of fact, like they must have made some sort of deal with Google... That their you know pro Scientology shit shows up all the time. Really? Meanwhile, they'll follow you in their car. They'll put flyers on your car that says you're a child molester if you leave. I mean, they're just hateful people. That's called yeah. black PR, and they practice that too. They also love to glut up the legal system. Big mm-hmm. fans of that. Yes, yeah, we were saying uh, big big fans. Yeah. What What do you think the origin or inception of your like love and interest for this was? I think there is something about cults and mind control. I remember hearing about this years and years and years ago. 60 Minutes had done a piece on a little non-for-profit called the Cult Awareness Network. Okay. And basically you could call up it and say, you know, my cousin's involved in something called the Moonies. Is that a cult? (laughs) And then they would say, yeah, it is. So Scientology was on the list. So they got real mad. And Scientology sued this little non-for-profit until it was out of existence and then they bought it. Oh my god. And now when you call the Cult Awareness Network, a Scientologist will answer the phone and say, of course it's not a cult. Oh my god. Do you god. see what I mean? It's sick shit. 
It's yeah. sick fucking shit. They and just, from the very beginning, I went, ooh. And then... Why do you he, think that interest is there? Why do you... Why, why, why gravitate towards... Right? Who wouldn't? Okay. I mean, who wouldn't go, why? Okay. Why? Just I trying mean, to figure out why that ticks in well, the way that it does. Well, between that and Del Close once saying that, you know, L. Ron Hubbard said to him, and I'm sure he said it to a bunch of people, yeah. um, why write science fiction for three cents a word when you could start a religion and, and make fucking piles of money? Right, I've heard so, that before. Exactly. And he, I'm, he said it to Del, he said it to a bajillion people. It's not, it's not, it's common knowledge. Um... Here's what's not common knowledge. You know, celebrities who were born into it or mm-hmm. who are in it, you'll see them get very angry uh, when they are confronted with any sort of information. Right. They will deny everything about their science fiction shit in there. You know, they'll deny all of it. But what they're really denying is the gulags and stuff because celebrities don't know about this. Wow. Do you, they get they get special differential of treatment. Course. And these aren't even great celebrities, I must no. say. These are not even like, but they're made to feel incredibly special. They do something called love bombing, which they do in often a lot of religions, which is when you first come in, they make it all about oh, you. Sure. And celebrities, you know, are just like when, uh, in the 1930s, when the De Beers company was trying to convince people that diamonds weren't just a piece of fucking carbon bullshit. <laughs> so they started taking all celebrities and covering them with diamonds. Of course. Same thing Right, with you can sell anything via those kinds of people. Via celebrity. He said this kind of, uh, this kind of, uh, of, ad- of advertisement is just priceless. You can't buy this. So you, do you think the love bombing thing is what gets people into it in the first place? Like yes. why, do you think... We can cure your problems. We can do, you take anybody at a vulnerable point in their mm-hmm. life. Of course. And... Some you know how many actors are there in L.A.? Let me help you with your voiceovers. You are just not, you're brilliant. Mm-hmm. You just haven't found the, the proper way to access this. Mm-hmm. And Milton, what is the hell is his last name? Milton K. Oh. He was a famous acting teacher. He used yeah. to pull them in until they dicked him over too. I mean, it's just they're just amazing opportunities for mind control. Remember, he was involved. L. Ron Hubbard was involved with Aleister uh, Crowley, I think, and practicing black magic and all sorts of shit. Wow! So yeah, this is mind control. When you have to, when you have to stare at an ashtray for and make it move, that's weird. Yeah. Something's off. I remember that. Uh, I I've only seen the master once, and then they claim that the master isn't about Scientology. Probably it is, just but because it's not. Paul Thomas Anderson doesn't want a bunch of Scientologists barking up his. Everybody knows it is, but it's <laughs> right. not even. It's it's. Hinting at it. What I want is the movie that just fucking that blows actually up. like yes. rips it a new one. Yeah, yes. you know, and, and and it's getting better because look, it takes everybody gets a little braver every year. Mm-hmm. Once Paul Haggis said "fuck you" and said "bring it," you want to give pla- practice black PR on me and put up websites that say Paul Haggis, you know, fucks his mother. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Bring it. Mm-hmm. Bring it. And all it takes is for someone to be brave, and then mm-hmm. someone else is brave. Uh, Leah Remini. Who, I just heard about that last night. Literally, yeah. somebody was talking to me about that. Yeah, she's the biggest like person who's come out recently as recently. saying, "Yes, listen, this is bullshit." <laughs> yes, and that was her whole life. Yeah, that was her whole life, and it was also you know when you give up your whole life for Scientology, you're really fucking poor, <laughs> and and I mean really poor. Yeah, and they also talk to their celebrities and say, "Look, this is party line in case you get interviewed." Hmm. And they call anything that you read on the internet lies. The press are all liars. 
Psychiatrists are all liars. Everybody's a liar, except them, which, by the way, they're allowed to lie because it's called fair game, and it's part of their policy, which they say was eliminated in 1968, but just seemingly came up immediately. Mike Reinder and... uh, and who the fuck is the other one? I can't remember. But they were high, high, high ups in the in Scientology, mm-hmm. and they spilled their guts, and everybody usually does. Hmm. When they're out, they're like, "I barely escaped." Everything. This is hell. There's so, something called the hole, H O L E, where they send at over at the Int base in Hemet, um, where you can't go in or out. Like it's really scary. Where's Hemet? Hemet, uh, California, okay. which is where their major base is. They call it oh. Int. It's Gold Star Base. It's where they. They do all their filming. It's also where the top executives and the top people in the Sea Org hang out. And um, there's barbed wire facing in. Why? Why do you? Oh. She can't leave. <laughs> she can't leave. There's cameras everywhere. Motion detectors. Everything. When people leave, it's called that they blow. They blow. That means that they fucking escaped. They didn't huh. channel out out of the regular that route. Blew. They blow. Because if they do go out the regular route, they will get a freeloader debt for all the years they were in Scientology and got free training. And a freeloader debt can be up to, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. So if you That's just crazy. fucking escape, Mark Headley wrote an amazing book called Blown for Good. He, oh, cool. It's brilliant. That one I could not recommend more. It's 15 years he was working at the Int base, and it's fascinating. It's, you know, like how when Tom Cruise and and Nicole Kidman uh, were first married that they, you know, that they took a field and planted wildflowers all over it just for them. And then it didn't look right. So he made them rip it out and put it inside. I mean, you know, and these are, by the way, slave labor doing this. Outfitting Tom Cruise's trailer, you know. Right. Taking care of all that shit. Hey, is that a squirrel? Nope. Nope, that is... If it's the, that's, uh, Buddy's in the dark color, Shinji's in the light. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't Buddy's a good guy. even realize that there were yeah. two that looked that similar to yeah. one another. Yeah, we're... Squirrels chilling by the window. Yeah, we're covered in fucking cats in this house. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm just spewing about yeah. Scientology and giving you, like, lots of... Bleep, bleep, no, bleep, no, bleep, it's bleep. cool. I think that's a great place to start is just, like, I... I, the re- one of the reasons that I do this is because it interests me to know why people are into the things that they're into. Absolutely. Uh, because I think it's such a cool access point. Well, when I see, like last night, uh, yesterday I was listening to Dan Telfer on the Peak oh, Home I Show. I love Dan Telfer. I do too. We love you, Dan. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I was fascinated by was his fascination and uber knowledge about dinosaurs yes. so much that he could utilize that in comedy and have a comeback through the language of dinosaurs yes like that fuck you through i mean that's he, yeah when people because did he did it did he do his uh what's the best dinosaur yes bit? yeah it's a stellar stellar bit it's a stellar bit and, and he just gets to like you said just fucking rattle through this encyclopedic knowledge the now, ankylosaurus that's the one he says is the best right i think I can't remember it has a it has a uh, a bone like skull in the front and a big like mace of a tail in the back. So he just like goes on and on about how that's just like it's got offense and defense and it's so funny. Yeah, I, it's I, very I funny. know that bit. Yeah, it's it's great. And I mean, I don't think I could do stand up based on Scientology. As a matter of fact, I'm quite sure I'd be shut down. <laughs> um, but hey, honey. Hi. How are you? We're doing Good. a podcast. Oh, I'm You're sorry, on our man. podcast. It's really all right. Hey, hi, Michael McCarthy. 
Hi, Michael. <laughs> Good morning. I just made another pot of coffee. You're welcome. Um, I, I think that's a great example of of uh, something that people say he's so into. Like you said, and that he can use it for comedy is so cool. Anything you're passionate about, I can assume you can use for comedy. I totally agree with you, and that's part of. We'll get to yep. that by the end because yeah. that's definitely something I want to hear about. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you brought up Tom Cro- Tom Cruise and Tom Nicole Crows. Kidman. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, well, the uh, Tomcat project was something that kind of took. It was first something Chicago that I was very, very into too. Yeah. Um, I was very into it because I thought. First of all, I thought it was a really well done production. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it was one thing that really actually played to the space of the playground, which I don't always see because mm-hmm. it sometimes looks like a flat space. Yes, when the space itself isn't protected. So I was impressed with that mm-hmm. in the staging alone. Mm-hmm. And um, Brandon, I love. And I didn't know anything about him before this, but he. The play is so well written, and he commands it so well as a part of it. It's yeah, great. it was it's fantastic, and the fact that people are so amazed at this this shit is readily available, mm-hmm. and that he just he just made it work. He, he made, made it incredibly it accessible. Yep, and for everybody, and, and so succinct in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, and he'll even tell you probably that he barely scratched the surface. Yeah, that and doesn't surprise me. No, but I mean, he really did, because I think as he discovered more and more, I think he realized, holy shit. I mean, because he got to meet Tony Ortega, yeah. who now edits uh, the Raw, was it Raw Story, or whatever that, that uh, website is. I think but he, that's what but he's called, to, yeah. But he still runs a thing called The Underground Bunker, and Tony Ortega used to be the editor of The Village Voice. Oh, really? Uh-huh, and um, spent so much time writing stories on Scientology that he finally gave that up because he said, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm spending more time doing this. And obviously this is where my passion is leading. Uh-huh. He knows all the major players of people who've left. He knows every little detail about the, the now scores of lawsuits that are being brought against Scientology. Uh-huh. Either I want my money back or, or whatever. I mean, uh-huh. there's so many reasons to sue Scientology. Usually it's, um, her, now, Monique Rathburn, uh, Marty Rathburn is the other guy, Mike Grinder and Marty Rathburn. Okay. Uh, Monique Rathburn, Marty's wife, brought a huge suit against Scientology for harassment and intimidation, which is their calling card. Mm-hmm. So they've, they're rarely called on that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And, she, and just by being his wife, because Marty is fair game for them because he was like two or three in command. And okay. They're just going to be an asshole to him for the rest of his life if they can. But they had people coming with cameras on their heads called squirrel busters and just Jesus. fucking with them every day, setting up cameras, renting houses down the street and setting Being up video able to cameras to put in whatever they want. Creepy shit, following intimidation, fear, grossness. That Scientology is dirty. Mm-hmm. And. And I don't care how you get off, and I don't care how you get involved, and if it works for you as a religious practice, be my fucking guest. I don't care if you want to stare at marbles for ten years and (laughs) call it evolution. I have no judgment. Mm -hmm. My judgment is not about that. My judgment, well, I've got two judgments, that that you have to pay a lot of money to be evolved. That sounds a little weird to me. Right, sure. 
It sounds, sounds a little well, weird to me. Well, it sounds like Greek life or something like that, but... <laughs> much worse. Much worse. Because Greek life you can yeah. get out of. I, sure. You can yeah. deactivate. It's a, it's a very mild form of that, but I know that's a big... Uh, that uh, would be like a drop when we're talking about a concentration of like... like killing fish in an entire lake. For, for sure. You for know sure. what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I have issues with prisons. I have issues with people losing their whole money. I, all their money. I have peop- issues with, um, if you are a potential trouble source of PTS, I will disconnect from my entire family. Um, uh-huh. I have a uh, big fan of pro-choice, mm-hmm. not a big fan of forced abortions. Um, you know, things like Understandable. that. Understandable. <laughs> uh, children growing up in work camps. Not a big fan. Yeah. Not a big fan. It's, it's, it's crazy to me that that... Not educating children and making them just look up the same word again. Oh, I know. Here's another one that pisses me off. Uh, when they have a rehab, in quote, centers called Narcanon, run by people who are still fucked up, uh, and really they're basically doing L. Ron Hubbard, uh unscientifically proven things that can kill people and right. have and so now there are all sorts of lawsuits against Narcanon as well and they're getting away with this with a non-for-profit status the reason that Scientology has a non-for-profit status is they kept suing the US government and the IRS again and again and again until 1993 they fucking caved and just gave Scientology non because they were like I, we can't afford these lawsuits it's just a uh, billions wheel. of dollars Jesus Getting poured into it so that then... So that one man, David Miscavige, a tiny little man, what are you going to ruin my non-existent career? Blow me. (laughs) Meet me, David. I will fucking kill you in your sleep. Kill you in your sleep just through my thought process. (laughs) So don't tell me I'm going to, I'm going to threaten you, David Miscavige. I'll fucking kill you in my sleep with my thought processes. Because if you die, I tell you, those millions of people who they say are in Scientology, who aren't, they will rejoice. Wow. He is a despot on our own fucking soil. Ask where his wife is. Shelly Miscavige. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody's seen her since, um, oh, 2006 or something. One of the reasons That's Leah right. Remini was in big fat trouble mm-hmm. and uh, sent to Flag, which is their place in Fort Harrison and uh, Clearwater. Cool. Uh, she was sent for some deep, major deprogramming was because she asked where his wife was at Tom Cruise's wedding. Jesus. How dare she ask where his wife is when he's got a little fucking mistress on the side. Uh, Yeah. You know where his wife was? She's in the middle of some fucking mountain that they dug out and they're like creating titanium plates of L. Ron Hubbard's (laughs) drug-infused ramblings. You can't listen to an L. Ron Hubbard lecture. It's impossible. You can't even listen to it high. (laughs) That's how bad it is. (laughs) When you could watch it, anything high and you can't listen to that shit, you know something's fucking wrong. Totally. This is crazy making shit. Yeah. This is crazy making shit. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's interesting to me, uh, like, the idea that specifically what you told me that you're interested in is, is uh, ex-Scientologists, is people who have, who have blown... Uh, like you said, you can't tell, talk to a regular Scientologist without appearing I, disrespectful. Yeah, and I guess that's true. It's rare to find one any that actually still are. Yes, huh. especially it's, even my only friend who was in Scientology for twenty years is out, huh. saying, and, and is angry that um, that she feels like she wasted so much of, of her course. life yeah. and so much of her money, and she she came out. 
in a really bad financial place that I'm really proud of her that she's working her butt off. Getting it back. Getting it back, but it took a really, really long time. Man. And even then, you know, I wanted to know, I wanted her to know that I was there for her, but I was very aware during the time that she was in that I shouldn't be saying, I can't say shit to her. You can't say shit to somebody who's in. You can't. Right, sure, right. You can just say, by the way... If um, this doesn't serve you, I'll, I'm around. Know that. I'm here for you. Yeah, man. It's it's like, uh, I mean, the only thing, I know it's it's different, but the only thing I can think to compare it to is with someone who's in a horrible relationship, but is so, like, yep. uh, blindsided by all the things that are going on that they can't even listen to the you trying to be truthful about it. And then if you tell them, you know, uh, this is terrible, fucking bail... And they'll do the equal and opposite thing just to say fuck. Exactly, me. and they'll they'll get deeper into it, and then you lose a friend. It's such a, a double edged sword. The, the good news right now is, for the most part, Scientology is is ludicrous. It is it is con, and it is not ludicrous in terms of what you practice. Although it's not my thing, but I have no issue with that. Mm-hmm. What's ludicrous is that. Kirstie Alley doesn't know about this. Mm-hmm. What's ludicrous is Jenna Elfman doesn't know about this. Mm-hmm. Maybe Beck does, and maybe maybe these people know about this yeah. and can't leave. Sure. Because if they do, they're afraid of the same kind of retribution. I maybe John Travolta wants out, and his wife. Maybe they want out. Right. Um, I will say this. He and Tom Cruise and all those guys, when they audit, they tell people their deepest, darkest secrets. They can tell you till the cows come home they keep this confidential like a priest, but they don't. Everything is filmed. What they don't know is that Mark Headley used to, he said, I went in every fucking auditing room all over the fucking world and put in cameras. So my so everybody shits on tape. So although, like the the old star system. Kind of, he's kind of... uh... He's putting everything out into... Oh, he did. You have to. In order to leave, you have to speak your truth. Wow. And that's going to cause a lot of fucking problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, He and his wife had to have, I think when she was in the Sea Org or something, she had abortions and didn't want them. They've got three or four kids now. I mean, but they didn't want them. Don't they think that that happened with Katie Holmes too, right? Was it? What? A forced abortion at some point? I don't know if she did it. No, okay. because I don't think that would be the issue with her. Okay. Because she's not in the Sea Org. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, if she did, sorry, but right. I, don't, I don't think that was... I'd be very surprised. What I do believe is probably that she was um, forced uh, to have handlers watching her all the time. Yeah. Everybody on staff in their house is a Scientology. Everybody goes back and reports. Everyone. Her new best friend Insane. was a Scientology handler. How do you think she... Got out because uh, she's out. She finally, her she has a family who's Catholic who probably took her aside and said, "Look, you got this it. is insanity. Cut the shit. You you have to get out of this." Good for her. I mean, I feel sad because either I don't know if Tom Cruise is. Well, you have to understand is since they know your deepest darkest secrets, they can protect you like the old studio system does, but they will also turn on you in a fucking heartbeat. Right. And just so put it if all John out Travolta came out yeah. and said this is a big fucking lie, they will come up with something that, you know, he you're you're killed uh, a man in '94 or something like that. Yeah, whatever your sexuality. Whatever. Yeah, I know that's a question for that him. His their child, their child. All this time they said, Jet, the one who died. Oh right, yeah. Oof. 
I think he had some sort of autism. Mm-hmm. But they said they couldn't say that. Because Jesus. remember, on the tone scale, there's a tone scale of good and bad people. Mm-hmm. Gay is way low. Uh, mental problems and physical, you know, physical manifestations of that are also low on the tone scale. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean Scientology is supposed to give you superhuperhuman abilities? Jesus they can't Christ. cure your kid, though. Right. They, and you don't have to because they, you didn't fucking levitate over somewhere else. You just thought you did because you've been brainwashed. Jeez. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you totally. look back and you go, hmm, I spent... One million dollars, and all I got was a fucking T-shirt. You know what I mean? It's it's that <laughs> right. kind of religion, right? When you figure it out, and I felt terrible for them, for for he and for him and his wife, mm-hmm. not being able to either feel like they could get the care they could, or be as public about it as Jeez. they could have. It's when it it's devastating. Happened, he he died a, a couple of years ago. That's been relatively recently. Relatively. Yeah. A couple years. Man. I just... It's tragic. Yeah. And Scientology are liars. Yeah. It's part of your religion to learn how to lie. They even have a course on it. (laughs) You can... You can... Not only will you learn techniques so that you could lie to my face without flinching, Mm -hmm. you could have it not register your heartbeat or whatever. Sure. Of course. You can absolutely... I mean, they... They teach people. They teach that it's to socio- people in the military. I'm sure. Yeah. Certain certain brands of uh, of those people. Um, yeah. It's so. It's the a things- Manchurian candidate all over again. <laughs> Jesus. The things that uh, that people will. Uh, we all just have. Well, not not all of us, but uh, like you said, um, the <laughs> how many actors are there in L.A. and how many. Fragile, fragile psyches do those people have? Well, that's what you do. You you find out someone's. Um, they even have, they even have words for it. I don't know if it's called their ruin or whatever the hell it is. But you read their EQ test, mm-hmm. uh-huh, and mm-hmm. and point out, oh, this is where you're really headed, down. and that's where and they'll we can fix that. Gouge into the people. yeah, and the yeah. first amount of courses are very are relatively inexpensive. Mm-hmm. They make you feel good. Mm-hmm. You end up having gains. Those are called wins. Those oh, are boy. those are good things. They they're warm and fuzzy. You walk in, everybody treats you great. The science of religion. They only added the religious shit in there so that they could get their non-for-profit status by calling it a religion. Yeah. If you called it just self-help, you'd be paying fuckloads of taxes on it. It's just so... uh, Man, I didn't even think about it like that. It's just so... It's so telling about human nature in general that that something that's so obviously fucked uh, can be something that people go to for, for comfort or for... For uh, support or knowledge or anything. You know it's fucked? You know it's really fucked? Why not tell a bunch of people that psychiatrists are responsible for uh, for the Jews dying instead of the oh, Nazis? Jesus. Okay? And then, let's, let's be a little more insane and create a whole museum around it. Why sci- psychiatrists started World War II and, 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 <laughs> and killed the Jews. That, that, that as a Jew kind of pisses me off. Really? Let's not. Let's take it away from the Nazis. Let's make psychiatrists who, for what I can tell, I'm sure they're good psychiatrists and bad psychiatrists. Yeah. But the, the psychological community has certainly supported me. Yeah, I was going to say, but the good ones are are, are imperative. Can, the good things save your. The good ones yeah. save your life. Yeah, and, and, and 
And are if they're and if you're a diabetic, you take your fucking insulin. I know too many friends who have a a physical imbalance that unfortunately needs to be supported by whatever drug sure. is there to keep them alive. Yeah, yeah. and you and you and, and you it's not going to be cured by Scientology, like right? And you can be around people. Uh, and, 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 um, you have people close to you who have these major just shifts one way or another for, for the better, for the worse. And, and, and then you can try to come back and, and, and say that (laughs) psychiatry isn't a, uh, an actual, you know, uh, viable, viable scientific thing that we need as humans, as, as we need doctors. No, you don't. You just need Scientology. These, but meanwhile, though. Ask Scientologists how many people have died under Scientology's watch. Fuckloads. Ones that you don't even know. For, look, up, look up Chrissy for, McPherson. Go go up back to 95 and you'll see how she died. For uh, mental she lost her illness shit. reasons? She lost her shit and then she died out of neglect. And yeah. when they could have taken her to the closest hospital, they took her to one even farther. And then even farther. They passed, I think, about four or five hospitals until they got one to one with a Scientology doctor. Jesus. It's... There is negligence, not just negligence, the most profound negligence mm-hmm. for the mind possible. Mm-hmm. Profound negligence. And a Scientologist can argue this with me and try to fair game me for the rest of the, my life. I don't give a shit. You can't, yeah. you can't fuck me up and make them ups. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's it, crazy yeah. fucking shit. Right. And now people are fucking brave. And I'm not brave for saying this. Not nothing like somebody who suffered. Yeah, of course. This. Yeah, but I'm who sure are, as hell I'm yeah. going to talk about it because I'm saying incredulously, why is this here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The money they save in taxes could feed every child in the world. Meanwhile, they've got people stuck in their basement scraping off asbestos. Oof. Do you know how many people die in Scientology just from like? The fact that they can't, they don't go to doctors and shit because Scientology should have cured this. I mean, really, it's crazy shit. And I'm not just talking psychologically. Right. I mean, physically as well. Yeah, yeah really. Scientology, oh yeah, go up the bridge, baby. It'll only cost you a couple, maybe about a million by this point. Depends because <laughs> level seven or level eight could take you two to 15 years. You got to audit yourself and take a, get rid of your body thetans for a while. You got fuckload of body thetans all over you. Body thetans? Yeah, they're like mites. You can't really see them under a microscope, but millions You can't and see them under a microscope. And millions and millions because of Because that's how science works. Yeah, body thetans. You got them all over you. They're fucking uh, up your gig. It sounds like some fucking it's, Harry Potter Luna Lovegood shit. Um, <laughs> it's H.P. Lovecraft and sure. it's... And it's uh, called L. Ron Hubbard's Bad Science say, Fiction. I was going to say, it's literally it's, L. Ron Hubbard. It's not even, you don't have is. to say anything else. It's, you know what, when you watch that South Park episode where they explain... Zinu oh, yeah, I haven't arts, seen that. I've heard it's amazing. Well, that's what it is. And people who get to the third level and are, you know... I have, walk I've seen at least one of the episodes they've done about Scientology. Those guys are, are brilliant. Uh, speaking of which, uh, this is a good transition because they also wrote Book of Mormon. Uh, if you want, we should, uh... Here's the thing. I, please know I have nothing against the Mormon people. Sure. I love, I've got a lot of, actually, I've got a lot of Mormon friends who I love. Mm-hmm. Um. I had some when I was growing up as well. Yeah. 
They're some of the nicest people you'll find. They're some of our greatest patriots. They're prepared for natural disasters by having two years worth of stuff in their basement. What's hard, and, and I do believe that many religions start um, in violent ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I only bring I, mean, it I up might because... have a problem. I might have a problem with really early indoctrination right. in religion. Yes, in general. Sure. Uh, I do believe that you know. It's not, um, it's not a, it's not a coincidence that Utah has the highest amount of people on antidepressants. Hmm. It is not, it is not surprising that the level of porn use and stuff in a place like that, it's one of these religions that I feel like you just can't be good enough. They talk about the family, yeah. but they have so much Everybody has so many callings. So you have so many callings to your church that you mm-hmm. have to do that you don't have time for your family, or because, or for yourself. It doesn't seem like because you're spending time baptizing dead people, which I have a problem with when you're baptizing um, someone who died in the Holocaust. Now they say they've got a loophole there where they say, "Oh no 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 no, they can reject it from beyond the grave." I'm like, but why would you do it? <laughs> Why would you? What is? I people never heard died of this. because oh, they have baptisms where it's called back to baptism by proxy. I just have a problem with that as someone who was raised Jewish. Although, by the way, I feel sociologically and culturally Jewish, but I've looked in a player prayer book and go, I believe this shit. Right. Um, I don't believe this to be true. I don't believe it by my blind faith, and I do respect people who do believe their stuff by blind faith mm-hmm. and wear their. Um, garments mm-hmm. and the whole nine yards I don't feel like I would make fun of it the way that um, I'm angry at Scientology sure I just feel that um, that if you make people tithe money you shouldn't ask them for another 20 million dollars to drop uh, so that people of the same sex can't marry yeah uh, you d- there there are I have friends who work in Utah helping boys who are uh, or kids who are uh, rejected by their family through disconnection mm. because they are gay. Mm-hmm. Um, Mormons are changing mm-hmm. and trying to fold them in. Don't hate the sinner, hate the sin, mm-hmm. but it's a sin. Which is also, I think that's like even a whole song. And they actually, Pokemon. yeah, they actually, it's a funky religion. Mm-hmm. and And I don't, I don't want to disparage those who are involved. I, I understand it's really important. It's, they say some lovely things. Families are forever, and you can mm-hmm. be sealed to them forever sure. right. on your own planet. And, um, <laughs> you know, and, and things like that. And all yeah. religions have dummy, dumb, dumb, weird of gigs. All of them do. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh, yeah, I only bring it up because you uh, but I do brought have... it up as... It you is know, one of the things that of the I topic. read about. I read about it all the time. Sure. I belong to an Exmo site um, on Facebook. Really? I do. Because people... How how do you think that uh, kind of compares? How do you think that people have left it's that the same, church? It's the it's, same. There's a lot of similar feelings hey. of, um, of I was duped into the history because they say you can only, once again, read faith-supporting history. Which is why oh, a lot wow. of people who leave this kind of thing 
um, feel that it is a cult as well. Hmm. But then again, I'm sure anybody could say that their stuff is a cult. You sure. Know, that anybody's religion is a cult. Yes. I have seen fanatical Jewish people, um, right-wing fundamentalists, mm-hmm. they're just as bad as a white right-wing fundamentalist mm-hmm. Christian as far just as a, you know, something's been around it's about, for I thought it's about the golden rule. And it's not. A lot of things are Ideally it is, but it's not. just not ideal. I think I'm more golden rule. and Me too. Yeah. And, and even then, the only reason I can even call myself a Jew is there's a loophole <laughs> that you can question the existence of God and be Jewish. I'm hmm. like, okay, I can do that. Right. But no, even I'm then, I'm not indoctrinating my daughter. Yeah. If she self-identifies as a Jewish... And good for her. Good. And I show her the traditions. Right. But I say, she says, do you believe this? And I say sometimes. Yeah, man. Yeah, the cultural aspects of of, uh, of Jewish um, people are so, like, so, uh, it's like the good things. You know what I mean? It brings people all together. All of them have good and, things. Uh, so do Mormons. All of them sure. have good things. They all get around their jello mold and love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and love each other. And mm-hmm. But it's sad that but somebody then, doesn't get to go... To your wedding because they're not Jewish right. because they're not um, Mormon. Mormon. They can't right. go into the temple. Yeah, and and almost every Mormon I've ever known is kind of quietly said on the side to me, "Yeah, temple, the temple stuff that that I did in the temple was weird. Huh? It was just weird. Yeah, I'm sure they would think. I'm sure anybody who doesn't know anything about Judaism would think some of that's weird. Although mm-hmm. it's really Christianity with just one less book. It's <laughs> right. Just, I mean, yeah, totally. I uh, think <laughs> I am fascinated more by Mormons like. How did, <laughs> there's so much of the history, what religion has something called apologists? These are people who change history to serve them. Hmm. That That's happened a lot. Now, what they forget is that in somebody's attic, there's the original covenant and doctrines, as right. opposed to the amended ones, yeah. um, with, you know, blood oaths and shit like that, 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 that they can say now that was that was part of our history. That's not what we believe now. Just like we don't believe in polygamy now, right? Uh, but then yeah. again, it also served them because and there wasn't there a time they didn't believe in polygamy because they wouldn't have gotten statehood or non for profit status. Right. And didn't it, isn't there the also uh, some race bla- things there too? Blacks yeah. in 1978 were all of a sudden given the priesthood, even though they were loathsome creatures beforehand. Which is an ugly part of their history, and yeah. I'm sure ugly part of a lot of religions' histories, sure. where there's some sort of and supremacy. A, and part of our history, yes, you know, yes. Like, you but can't... 1978. Let me tell oh, you something. That, uh, obviously, it wasn't a coincidence. It was late. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a coincidence that you know he was divinely whoever their leader was. I don't know which one at the time, um. uh, Hinckley Monsoon. I don't know which one was the head, but divinely told that blacks should have it. But at the time, there were schools trying that were boycotting BYU and didn't want to play with them because of their racial ickiness. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. And, and you're going to go all around the, the world and and be missionaries, even though half the people are loathsome. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, good thing that that turned out. I'm hoping that that somebody has a divine revelation about gay people yeah. because maybe then. The, t- the amount of Christ. money that they tied that ends up going to building huge mega malls and making them one of the most rich people on the planet, yet at the same time they have their own welfare system, which you have to work in order to get. Really? Oh, yeah. And, 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 and when you look at how much money they donate to 
causes that aren't just Mormon mm-hmm. things. Things that it's they're very they small. Hmm. It's very small. We're talking about a religion that requires you to tithe in order to get to the temple. Right. So uh, I. So it's I, not. It's not. And what they will say is, go without then and give to the temple. Uh-huh. And I'm going. You're telling people to get married incredibly young. Uh-huh. Have fuckloads of children. Uh-huh. And then yeah, this is. And then a, go without so that they can. So that so that the church can have your religion. Uh, when I was growing up, um, I grew up in a small town in South Carolina. Uh, it, you know, it was firmly in the Bible Belt. I was in the minority of my friends by being an Episcopalian. Ooh, that's uh, that's exotic. Most of my friends uh, were, you know, big uh, Baptist type Presbyterian. There's, uh, you know, every block has has uh, a Protestant church on it. Uh, I mean, and the Episcopal Church is also Protestant. But, so you, you had know, a Mormon ward, though. Uh, I there was. They, when I was maybe 10 or 11, they built a Mormon church mm-hmm. in an old Chinese restaurant that was like five miles from my house. We would pass it all the time on the way to school and stuff like that. And I had, I didn't know what that even was. I had seen commercials for the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Right. And, and like I said, there's a lot of great elements mm-hmm. in it. And it so, so they're, they are some of our greatest patriots. They uh-huh. are people who end up in the CIA and uh-huh. FBI because they say that they'll be so honest. Uh-huh. Although, like in all churches, there's, still, well, there's so still a lot of, it. there's still a lot of really invasive questions by remember people who get callings are just normal people Mm -hmm. they get their callings and meanwhile they're interviewing people about sexual abuse and this and that and do you masturbate and this and that and a lot of sick stuff Mm-hmm. That hasn't been that that doesn't get brought out right, and especially like you bad. said, the really early indoctrination. The reason I bring it up is that I had a, a good friend who was Mormon, who his family relocated to our hometown because they built a church there. Because there just aren't that many in the South. Yeah. And uh, I remember being at lunch with him one day. We're both in the marching band together because that's what kind of person I was you in play? high school. The saxophone, uh, the alto. Of course you did. <laughs> I think it is. I was an alto and chorus. Oh, uh, I was. And choral and Melbourne. <laughs> uh, but he, he was a, a trumpet player uh, for a while. One of my uh, best friends in high school uh, dated him. And he was a great guy, and I, I really enjoyed being his friend. And then one day at lunch, uh, s- somehow uh, the um, first openly gay bishop in the Episcopal Church came up as a topic. And I said something to the... And so I, I don't know if I brought it up or if someone else did. Um, and I was like, uh, I brought it up as an exciting thing. Yes. Like, hey, this is cool. Like, uh, at, at, uh, at the time I was... Far more religious than I am now, but I was like, "Hey, I can get behind this because even though it's a human rights issue, right, right, because I, I think that's great. I think it's a, a very open thing for the church to be doing." And when I brought it up, uh, he apologized to me. He said, "Oh man, I'm so sorry that that happened in your church." And I was like, "No, I, I'm not." Uh, and he was like, "Really? Well, you know that." you know that, like, homosexuality is a sin, and it kind of started going off. And, and this is someone who I'd been friends with 
for a long time since middle school. A sin. And uh, and a and, sin. Three quarter, over half of my friends are not sinning. And 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 I know. And and it it killed me. It's it so really upsetting. did. And it was one of the first times that I'd ever been really faced with that kind of conversation with a, with someone that I, was my friend. And I was like, oh. We can't talk about this anymore. No, and, and there's a synapse missing in there. Right, too. And, right, and and you're talking. I wonder you know, if he came out later. Fourteen year olds, fifteen year olds. I have no idea. I think he's married, but I honestly have no idea. Uh, yeah, we're talking fourteen and fifteen year olds uh, saying this to one another in a lunchroom. The next day, uh, we got into math class, and he came over and gave me a bunch of brochures. I'm sure he did. And it was so disheartening. And and. And at that point in my life, it happened at a time with someone who was my friend, who, who still remained my friend after that, with, with uh, some, you know, uh, caveats where I tried to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt, and, and even though I, I didn't believe uh, that thing that, that he did at all. Um, it, it really kept me from talking about religion for years, just because I didn't want to upset the boat, because I was too... I too much wanted to just be able to be friends with whoever I wanted to and have that not be an aspect of it. Because I, I, I'm in your camp, too, where I'm like, you know, if that gets you through the day, then yeah, then let's do it. I do but, know that, for example, you, you lose a child at a very young age. Mm-hmm. A horrible thing happens. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, the Mormon religion has it built in like your family's forever. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, it yeah, totally it is. is. But it's also not lovely... To, to find out the history of your church's, like, all these things you've been told about Joseph Smith are really fucking off the chart wrong. Mm-hmm. God's a dick <laughs> and a charlatan and fucked your wife and took your money. That's the, that's the, that's the basis of what you've evolved into. Bless your heart, but And there don't, are good things about it. But don't lie about this mm-hmm. or pretend it didn't exist or mm-hmm. sweep it under the rug because... N- Faith affirming. If it's faith affirming but not true, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. upsetting to me. And 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 to want to tell things like <laughs> the cats will play. Uh, and to want to tell something like family and and like you know, and and using that as a weapon. That that's one of the things that he talked to me about, or that the brochures were about. Was they use. The family as the cornerstone of, of their religion and, and, and their and their society. But they don't keep their kids safe when they keep when they get fucked. Yeah, they don't. They don't. There's so and, or or if don't. God forbid their kid is gay, <laughs> you know. And uh, and and, and I'm not so... saying there, but there are people who are trying within the church to be progressive, and they're being fought by a bunch of old white men, which really isn't endemic of a lot of shit that's happening in this country yeah, right now. Sure. We talked old, about that right before yeah, we started. Yeah, with old white men recording. who are trying to yeah, who are trying to um legislate women who are I mean this isn't even this is like this is the 1950s. Yeah. And even then if you read what Dwight Eisenhower said in the 50s you'd realize that these guys are extremists next to him. These guys are extremists next to Barry Goldwater. These, <laughs> and Barry Goldberg, I mean, Barry Goldwater looks like a rational human being next Compared to this to shit. Compared to a lot of this other stuff. It's, it sounds like old white people don't want to lose their money. Yeah. yeah. When in fact they have their money. Man, I'm and, so... And then it's under the guise of religion, 
but it's really based in intolerance. I guess ultimately, here's what's up. Ultimately, I have a problem, and it's always been my problem, with hypocrisy. Sure. Hypocrisy bugs the fuck out of me. That's really... You don't get a system of rules for yourself and not for other people. Yeah. That's disturbing to me. So you can't, like, you can't dick around on gay people and then go suck cock. Right. You can't, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed and I mean, to take everybody's simply. money and then say, and th- take everybody's money and then say, um, poor people should be poor. Yeah. It, it just, those kind of things creep me out. That's, yeah. that's where it ultimately boils down to. You can't tell me, um, that I'm going to teach you to lie and then I'm going to lie and then call you a liar. Like yeah. it's, it's craziness. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, for me, it's like even more simple. It's just like, oh, like how, how can we preach acceptance and, and, and loving everyone and then not accept people and not love them? It's so not Christy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but you, you said it well with golden rule. It's gotta be ultimately golden rule. It really has to be. I think so I, I'm sick and tired of people using a message like Jesus, which I assume the gig is tolerance, mm-hmm. by by teaching intolerance, mm-hmm. um, by ignoring science. Mm-hmm. If yeah, there is a God, all... then God created scientists to tell you what's happening with our world. Totally. It's not build an ark. It's, you're fracking, you dumb fuck. <laughs> you fracking. And that's what's helping, like, little lines in this world that are splitting, the plates that are splitting, uh-huh. making them split a little faster. Right. And when we say half this country is going to be underwater, half this country is going to be underwater. So do you want to continue to say people are dumb and then people don't have clean water? Right. I mean... Yeah. It's, uh... It's stupid! It's like you said, uh... You know, our it does it does seem like we're in a time where old white men trying to keep their money is is the uh, what's kind of driving all these negative things. And I hope I have uh, people. Yeah. I I have I have um you know I have hope that we're moving in the right direction. I guess. But but here's the thing. The more evolution happens, the more now extremists come out. And mm-hmm. their weapons are money and guns. Mm-hmm. And people and people will say, well, I took my gun rights away. Great, give everybody a fucking musket. Yeah. It was the right to right. bear arms within sure. an organized militia. Mm-hmm. An organized, under the government, militia. Anything else is cray-cray. Yeah. And and like you said, we're talking about guns that used to take minutes to load, not semi-automatic weapons. That take seconds to uh, bring <laughs> Unload out... rounds. Rounds to kill lots and lots of people. Yeah. So I have an issue with that as sure. well. So my freedoms, I have no problem with some of my freedoms being compromised for that. But don't tell me that your right to life and then not bring up and educate all the children you insist stay on this world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then say it's within the bonds of marriage. Good luck good luck fighting physiology, uh-huh. which is a bunch of horny fucking teenagers. So shut the fuck of <laughs> fuck Jesus. and learn how to work within the system and stop being such a fucking dumbass. Uh-huh. It's one reason why I coined the term fucktard so <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have to get Botox because every day I was going, are you fucking insane oh, no. and like getting these like lines right here? 
<laughs> Which is, uh, isn't it like on Urban Dictionary now? No, it didn't make it. Like really? Somebody, somebody else they said used fucked hurt as well. I'm sure it's not the first time. Yeah. I, but, but I, I, you're, you're uh, uh, I just said fucked hurt as though it. I would say, you know, toast. And somebody <laughs> was like, oh my God, that's the best word ever. And I'm like, well, obviously you haven't heard many words. <laughs> and I just kept using it because people went, yeah, he's a fucked hurt, right, Susan? I'm going, okay. Sure. Sure. <laughs> if you say so. But they are. But also, there's a whole bunch of fuck turds. They are fuck turds. And somebody said, somebody will say fuck tards. And I'm going, no. This First of all, that is an archaic definition of uh, someone who is mentally disabled. Mm-hmm. And the mentally disabled, I feel, in so many ways, are far more evolved than <laughs> people who have sure. all their uh, all their mental meat. Even and still make a shit wife things. choices. Yeah. yeah. Still yeah. makes a craptastic choice. Yeah. Uh, well... Uh, I, I, uh... Which takes us back to Scientology <laughs> and mental... And, and psychiatry. Oh my God, life's a herald! And something I, uh, foreshadowed is that I would love to talk about, uh, how you feel th- your interest and love and, uh, uh, passion for the knowledge of this, uh, ex-Scientology and, and people who are, um, people who blow... Uh, That's right. Good work. Good usage of it. <laughs> How do you feel like that has influenced you, uh, both creatively and in your life in general? Just your your love and interest for this thing. How do you feel like that filters into uh, what you do creatively? I think I've always uh, looked at 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 even comedy as a sociological study of the human condition, mm-hmm. good, bad, and ugly. And this is just a small part of it. I mean, yes, it fascinates me greatly, mm-hmm. but I probably, if I wasn't appalled and um, and fascinated, I mean, it really is appalled and fascinated, a combo platter. Sure, yeah. Uh, when of I, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like car crash. Yes, it's. I used to say this to you guys. I mean, sometimes watching improv is like watching a car accident or yeah. Christian TV. You're just like, right? No yeah, I remember way. you saying that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. It's just part of that. It's, it is not my only passion. I have mm-hmm. also have oh, an amazing child and an awesome husband. Sure. But, um, but uh, we all have things that, you know, it goes back to that, you know, Dan Telfer's The more I find thing. out, the more it gets peeled back, the more, the more, the more, the more, the more. It never ends. None of this exploration ever ends because I, I, I'm not interested in defaming Mormonism. Sure. I'm not interested in defaming science. Yeah, I am interested right. in defaming that Scientology. That a little more. Right. A big time. Right. But I do think that transparency. Here's the other thing too. You got to know what you're getting into. Yeah. And if you're not allowed to get to know what you're getting into, that's part of mind control. Yeah. They Mormons will tell you that you should be only reading faith abiding. Um, Literature. Mm-hmm. Now, let's just say they read something that's non-faith abiding. They still have the choice of saying, sure, everybody's history is a shitstorm. You know what? I still love it. I still mm-hmm. believe it in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I grew up with. This is what I want to raise my family in these kind of principles. And I say, good for you. But that's coming from an educated consumer. Sure. Um, it's about as simple as I want to know what's in my water. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I've had and that science, conversation. And recently. that's really, I guess where it really boils down to. So it's not even just a hypocrisy thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a truth thing. Mm-hmm. 
it's when you find out information, then you get to make a choice. Yeah. I think being baptized in a church at age eight or confirmed, even, and I will still say that even for a lot of religions, or even bat mitzvah, do you really have the knowledge that it takes? Or were you sent to Hebrew school? Or were you sent to confirmation class? Or right. is it, I, I feel like if from a very young age, people were taught to volunteer and help people. I think if people um, were taught compassion and um, that people are same and not less than. Mm-hmm. And all those good things that you taught children. Sure. Um, even under the guise of religion. Sure. And really then walked your talk. Mm-hmm. From start to finish, mm-hmm. you don't just help Mormons. Mormons don't just help Mormons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not just there to raise another $20 million and your fast offerings to defeat something so that somebody else can feel less than. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. continuing more less than. Right. It seems ridiculous in terms of evolution. And, and, and I'm not, you know, it makes you unfunny, actually, sometimes to be righteously indignant. Yeah, so, sure. So, I, don't get me wrong, my righteous... In, indignation doesn't serve me always as a nope but as a comedian i try the good bad and the ugly on and i get to discover who the fuck i am so i'm not being pointed in my in my um opinions i'm sure my liberal agenda just seeps out of my pores as a human being (laughs) but but but, i mean we talked about it if you think about guys like uh trey parker and matt stone like those guys are there's a love and freak show about that religion, right? They're and they're creating they're creating art around uh, all these all these ideas, and like you said, not necessarily with an agenda, but yeah, there's probably an agenda in there somewhere. <laughs> but it sounds like they were as fascinated as I was. Mm-hmm. So if somebody says, "What is your fascination?" Because they're South Park, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, and, and Book of Mormon and Book of Mormon. So what? Why did you go the same route I did? Mm-hmm. As comedians, there comes a point where we don't just do something because it's funny. We do it because it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And that's why Colbert Rapport and that's sure, why Daily yeah. Show is working too easily. Mm-hmm. Almost too easily. Yeah, All these yeah. guys have to do right. is put up the news and then look at the camera and go, what, what? up? <laughs> well, John Stewart goes, what up? And and Colbert goes, isn't it delightful? Yeah, you know that's, I mean? so so, right. that's such a good, uh, succinct uh, way to compare the two of them. Well, that's because he's persona-based. I mean, sure. I, I'm looking forward to him doing his real show, too. Just Me, too, student. yeah. But, um, I mean... They're there to spot the ridiculous. How sad that you actually have to go to a comedian to debunk a freak show. Right? It's so interesting. I remember um, I was News in... isn't news anymore. It's opinion. You have to find out from how many sources what really happened. Yeah. What happened versus your opinion of what happened. It's so interesting that comedy can play that role. I remember I was in the UK during the 08 election. Yeah. And... Uh, Oh, that's interesting, too. The UK. Right. I remember thinking America was so fucking great. Yeah. Until I went to the UK and I found that we were just as shitty as the Russians. Right. Yeah. We like, suck. And they were so... That's uh, me. I would love to. Thank you so we're much. We're having coffee. <laughs> ah. It's really good coffee, too. Thank Why, you. thank you, Trader Joe's Bagelay. <laughs> it's a dark room. Uh... Well, what I was going to say is, oh, I was at the um, Royal Shakespeare Company talking to one of the uh, like producers or directors there, and he basically There's said... There's a difference. 
I can't. Rem- I just can't remember what role he played. I'm. I'm well aware there's a difference. I just can't. I can't remember whether he was a producer or a director. Uh, but he said something to the effect of, "I can't believe that Tina Fey ruined John McCain's uh, candidacy." <laughs> something to that effect, and it was so interesting to hear s- someone from the UK looking at our race, uh, pre- ele- presidential race in that way. And she saying, didn't do it. Sarah did it. Tina right. was just like, "Oh my God, comedy! I love it." Right, but like, would there have been? If if yes, she hadn't been using yes. the uh... yes, it would have still happened because she's ridiculous. Right, but it was just Samantha like... B would have done it. Anybody would have been a fucking comedian would have done yeah, it. Yeah, well, I but mean, Tina not necessarily happened Tina Fey. to be perfect. Right, not necessarily Tina Fey, but just like comedy in general yes. is what really brought that to light. Comedy points out it's not just funny. Comedy points out ludicrousness. Mm-hmm. It is ludicrous. It is laughable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's where you expose the bigotry and stupidity mm-hmm. and racism and sexism and what is it for religion? Uh, Hypocrisy. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. That's where you point it out and you have... Sometimes it is so tough in life to, to watch this shit that you have to sometimes laugh as a plosive release. Oh, absolutely. Not because... It's funny. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing, too. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily because... Of, and as a comedian, I have a lifetime of exploring that and finding what gives permission people permission to laugh. Mm-hmm. What I mean, when people who've never heard of Scientology hear about it, they go, yeah, right, fucking sure. Shut up. Shut up. And, and I'm going, really? Because there's somebody right now scraping asbestos off of the goddamn Scientology free winds boat wow. right now. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I think that psychological side of it and, and the interest in what, what makes us tick as people and, uh, that's so much of what, um, comedy can be for sure that it doesn't surprise me that that's something that makes you tick. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I don't know if I was a clinical child psychologist if Scientology would interest me so much. I do know that when I was in L.A. and making a Scientology joke while I was doing stand-up around 19, you know, early 90s, mm-hmm. I remember thinking, ooh, this will fuck with my non-existent career. Right. Because it was so early on. Right. And so for me, there was a danger involved. But now... I'm just grateful that it's being brought up to the, you know, basic public. In larger forms, yeah. So fucking lutely. They'll continue to lie, the Scientologists. Yes, sweetie? Hi. Hi, honey. (laughs) And my husband's back. (laughs) Uh, Well, great. Is there anything else that you felt like you wanted to bring to light, talk about? Michael, is there anything else I need to bring to light, talk about? Uh, my husband is on level three, uh, so he's just, he's just unlocked his briefcase and found out about Xenu, but he doesn't want to talk about it, because I'm not going up the bridge right now. Michael is leaving in ten minutes to go clear. Uh, other than that, um, thanks for having me. Oh my god, thank you for doing it. No, I, this is gonna sound like a tiresome fucking rant, because... I don't think so. um, Well, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to ruin your... No, cast. No, not ruined at all. Uh, I knew 
that um, you were someone who uh, so early on in my love for this thing that inspired me and taught me and Aww. I uh, wanted to be able to uh, see if I could do this with you and it, it means a lot that you did. Back at you, sister. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you so much. Friends for life. Friends oh for my life. God. Thank goodness. Thank uh, the fuck, Lord. <laughs> the thing that I say at the end of every episode uh, is that I love you and I mean that. Aww. Yeah. I love you and I mean that. Sweet. Yeah, but I love everybody. No, I'm kidding. I, I love mean, you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I love you very much. Very, very much. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.